Welcome to Podcast of Honor, the podcast dedicated solely to Ring of Honor Wrestling, the number one independent wrestling promotion in the world, uh, at least as far as I'm concerned anyway. And uh, it's great to be back doing another episode of Podcast of Honor. It's been a while since I had the pleasure of talking about Ring of Honor Wrestling. Uh, it's been a, a really hectic time for me. Normally, I, I've been getting out No Gimmicks Needed, my other podcast, uh, about once a week. But I hadn't updated that and updated that, excuse me, in about a month. And it's been a couple of months since I've got a chance to do this Podcast of Honor. So, but. Um, I had the opportunity this week to go ahead and get both of those shows updated, and uh, it, it's a good feeling to you know finally get something accomplished in the podcasting world after a little bit of a hiatus due to uh, college craziness that surrounds finals week, and uh, well the, the months and, and weeks leading up to finals are always crazy as well. But summer's almost here, so expect much more frequent updates of all of my podcasts. Uh, of course, this the this show has uh, a blog that you can check out at podcastofhonor.blogspot.com. That's the web address for the blog for po- Podcast of Honor. There's an email address if you want to send any feedback about Ring of Honor Wrestling, podcastofhonor at gmail.com. Hopefully, I want to really start, I've, I've been saying this for a while on both this show and my other so- show, No Gimmicks Needed, which you can find at nogimmickspodcast.blogspot.com, that I, I really wanted to start adding more to the blog aspect of it and and really start posting up more of my thoughts on that. And I really want to start doing that, especially this summer. So it give you really a reason to actually go check out those sites right now. It's basically just a, a great place to find out when there's a new episode out uh, for of, of the podcast. And also you can check out the show notes and uh, find out some important information like my email address and things like that. But anyway, let's jump into some Ring of Honor discussion. Let me break down how the show I want to do it today. We're going to first start off with some big Ring of Honor news. Then we're going to talk about a little bit about upcoming Ring of Honor shows for any of you who are interested in seeing it a Ring of Honor event live in person. I'll throw out a few tour dates. Maybe they're coming to a town near you pretty soon. And then I want to have a big DVD blowout review uh, section of the podcast at the end where I'm going to quickly uh, well, and concisely review five Ring of Honor DVDs from late last year, 2006. And uh, I, I... this got so many that I've been watching here recently. They're they're really starting to stack up, and I just want to get the reviews out of the way, get caught up with more recent stuff, and try to keep this podcast a little bit more relevant instead of, you know, going on and, and talking about stuff that uh, happened months and months ago. But um, right now we're going to talk about, of course, you know, if you're a fan of Ring of Honor and you haven't heard the news I'm about to share with you then you must not have been around an internet connection in, you know, the last week. Because this was announced Wednesday, May 2nd, on Ring of Honor's website. Ring of Honor has signed a stateside television deal. Now, this is a, basically a pay-per-view deal. This isn't, 
with any you know television network, but it's for uh, pay-per-view and video on demand with the in-demand pay-per-view network, TVN and Dish Network. So if you have in-demand pay-per-view, TVN, or you're a Dish Network subscriber, you will be able to starting. Um, well, I mean, I'll, I'll read the press release in a minute. But starting pretty soon, I think. Um, maybe May or June of this year, you're going to be able to watch Ring of Honor on pay-per-view. Obviously, this is huge news for Ring of Honor fans because, you know, Ring of Honor is really moving up in the world. They have a pay-per-view deal now. I mean, this is, this is ma uh, you know, major, major stuff. Uh, I think it is really a first step in, in a, you know, huge, bright future for Ring of Honor. It'll be really interesting to see how this works out, how possibly they turn this in to, you know, a launching pad for, for Ring of Honor Wrestling for the future. As you know, Ring of Honor basically is getting by right now on DVD sales and ticket sales and merchandise and things like that because they, of course, have no television deal you know, at all and obviously no pay-per-view deal. But now that they, get, they have this pay-per-view deal, that'll be added revenue for the company, and also, it'll be a, a you know a stronger um, incentive to get them on TV, possibly with a um, TV deal. And I think this could be really great. This seems very reminiscent of kind of how ECW uh, come about getting their pay-per-view deal. They were really popular, obviously, in the you know Philadelphia area, much like Ring of Honor is. They began touring the Northeast. They got a pay-per-view deal, and then, you know, not long after that, they signed a television deal. And, of course, things didn't really end too well for, for ECW. They ended up going bankrupt. So let's hope that this push to really um, spring into, you know, the larger wrestling market by Ring of Honor d doesn't end up, you know, destroying the company financially. So let's hope that, you know, Ring of Honor has its act together a little bit better financially and, and they know what they're doing to... You know, make sure that the Ring of Honor doesn't fall apart, uh, you know, trying to, to live up to something it's not ready to, you know, achieve. But uh, I just want to read over this um, uh, press release a little bit. It says, um, Ring of Honor, in association with G-Funk Sports and Entertainment, has concluded programming and distribution deals for pay-per-view and video on demand with, as I said, in-demand TVN and Dish Network, making the critically acclaimed ROH brand available for the first time to approximately 50 million American households. The agreement calls for a card every 60 days from shows both stateside and abroad and will premiere July 1st. So that's the date that I was looking for there just a minute ago. July 1st will be the debut of ROH pay-per-view. A total of six cards are planned throughout 07 and 08. ROH owner Kerry Silken made the announcement today with G-Funk's president uh, Ken Gelman. The debut event, entitled Respect is Earned, will be taped May 12th in New York City from the Grand Ballroom of the Manhattan Center and will feature a glistening array of talent from Japan, England, U.S., and Mexico. Long revered by its loyal fan base, the Philadelphia 
Philadelphia-based, excuse me, Ring of Honor, currently seen on Canada, British, and Japanese television. Uh, so basically, it's seen everywhere but America. Appeals to the disenfranchised wrestling fan fed up with storylines which seem to take precedence over the kind of powerful ring competition that ROH specializes in. ROH, in fact, it seems to have the highest level of athleticism in its field today, which recently culminated in a sweep of the 2006 Wrestling Observer Award for Most Outstanding Wrestler, Best Brawler, Best Major Wrestling Show and always took four of its top tens and best booker. Uh, fans around the world know that the brand of action is indeed the highest flying, hardest hitting, most daring acrobatic action present to, presented today, says Mr. Silken. We are thrilled that we can finally show a televised audience what crowds have known for the last six years that Ring of Honor harkens back to an early era of wrestling where athleticism still counted for something. Or, excuse me, authenticity still counted for something. There's a magic at our shows that I, as a wrestling fan, had all but given up on. G-Funk Entertainment will be handling all marketing and promotion for the wrestling programs, including creation and launch of an affiliate website on May 15th, www.rohaffiliates.com which will contain easy to implement marketing material and all event information. Each show will be supported by a range of targeted national consumer advertising and promotions. According to Mr. Gelman, Ring of Honor has already uh, has the respect and enthusiasm following following of legions of fans around the world through their live events, but represents a fresh new entry into the world of televised wrestling. These distinct programs will prove a world change of pace for uh, welcome change of pace, excuse me, for audiences, audiences, and a popular new option for cable operators and satellite providers as they expand their transactional offerings. So let me catch my breath for a minute after reading all that. So basically, what that said was. Uh, obviously, ROH is getting the pay-per-view deal. I thought it was interesting. Much like the ECW pay-per-view deal, when they, ECW originally got their pay-per-view deal, it was one pay-per-view every other month, every two months. Uh, of course, now, you know, all, you know, WCW, TNA, WWE, they've all traditionally, well, of course, WCW's out of business, but this is how they did it before they did go out of business. They've all traditionally done one pay-per-view per month. Now, ECW was the only one that, you know, in the last recent memory, that's done one pay-per-view every other month. And then before they actually went out of business, they had moved to a one pay-per-view a month strategy. So, uh, I, I think this is good for Ring of Honor, but I don't know how how well it's going to really survive on a, you know, one pay-per-view every, you know, two months type strategy. That just seems to me like... That's a huge gap. I mean, there's really no hope of them creating any sort of storylines that are, are going to be able to be followed with no television show. I guess, I mean, if, if the fans want to read about it on the internet or, you know, buy DVDs, um, you, you know, they'll be able to follow the storylines. But um, from, you know, a, just a 
pure pay-per-view buyer standpoint, I guess the really the reason to buy the wrestling shows are going to be uh, just for the you know the wrestling matches, and that's what they seem to be emphasizing in this press release is that you know they put on the great you know the greatest wrestling matches. So I'm sure they're not really cared at this point anyway about you know storyline development and things. I'm sure they're just going to try to showcase the best possible matches Ring of Honor can produce, and that's fine with me really. I think I think that's you know that'll be you know perfectly okay. Um, also somewhere here else. I don't know if it was in this press release or a different one. I believe that I read somewhere here on the internet that the pay-per-view will only be 9.99, so 10 bucks for the pay-per-view. And I'm assuming it'll be probably at, at least two hours, maybe if not three. Um, so I mean that's a hell of a deal, really, uh, as far as wrestling pay-per-views go these days, which are you know just in, getting outrageously expensive. So. Uh, definitely something to look forward to. I know I can't wait to uh, to see you know Ring of Honor's first pay-per-view. Um, I, I wonder how they're going how they're going to do the DVD release for this show. Normally, uh, they release all the shows on on DVD. Will the DVD be out before the show hits pay-per-view? Will they wait to after the pay-per-view to release the DVD? Yeah, I'm just not sure how that's going to work really. Um, Let's see, the, the show will be taped um, May 12th and won't air until, what did I say, July 1st. So, I mean, that's that's a, I mean, that's quite a few weeks there. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not really sure. I know, you know, it's, it's fairly, um, fairly quick, you know, on how long it takes ROH to get a DVD out to the market. So... Uh, they may have to kind of hold back on uh, the release of Respect is Earned, as the show will be titled, until after the pay-per-view release. Or maybe they won't, you know, maybe they'll just wait to, you know, totally after the show is released on pay-per-view to release this on DVD. But anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's still tremendous news. Okay, the problem is, though, and there's a bit of a downside to this to this news about the growth of ROH and the fact that it's going to be on pay-per-view is now that it's going to be on pay-per-view TNA Wrestling who as everyone knows shares uh, a gr- you know quite a bit of talent with Ring of Honor has decided basically they're you know pulling their talent off of Ring of Honor shows now that Ring of Honor is stepping up and trying to challenge TNA and WWE on their same level and trying to emerge as a as a you know nationwide brand uh, TNA, you know, is, is no longer content to allow their wrestlers to wrestle for Ring of Honor. They're going to have to make a choice on who they want to wrestle for, and pretty, you know, it's been pretty unanimous that that all the guys that have been shared by ROH and TNA are going to TNA Wrestling. Um, of course, Samoa Joe, not too long ago, he um, he left Ring of Honor, wrestled his final match. Uh, well, at the show just a couple weeks ago. Uh, Colt Cabana's last show, and Colt Cabana, of course, leaving not for uh, TNA, but leaving for the WWE. We also seen the, you know, the uh, announcement that Christopher Daniels is quitting. Uh, also, Homicide will no longer be working for Ring of Honor. 
He's going to be, you know, of course, going to TNA Wrestling. And, um, basically, I mean, any, anyone you can really think of that's working for both promotions are, are pretty well locked into just TNA now. The only, the only real question mark is maybe, um, a couple guys like, um, Austin Aries, number one. I think he's the biggest question mark at this point. He's really not got along with uh, TNA management too well. He got in trouble recently at the Lockdown Fan Fest for wearing Ring of Honor t-shirts and, and doing things like that and just showing his general discontent with the booking in TNA Wrestling. And I think he's very justified in showing his discontent. But he was suspended for 60 days, and this is not the first time he's been suspended. So I would not would not at all be surprised if he decides to, um, to go back to Ring of Honor to quit TNA Wrestling. Because he and TNA aren't really getting along that well right now anyway. And I think he's going to announce his decision pretty soon, possibly later this week, so... You know, on the next podcast of Honor, which hopefully I'll be able to update this a little bit recently, we'll talk about hopefully the, the decision made by Austin Aries well, as to whether or not he's going to stay in Ring of Honor or not. So this really is creating a void at the top of the card, though, as guys like uh, Homicide and Christopher Daniels and obviously Smojo, Cole Cabana, these guys are leaving Ring of Honor. This creates a tremendous opportunity for a lot of guys to move up uh, and take spots, guys like Brent Albright and things like that. You know, they really have an opportunity, I guess, to to get into the you know big picture in Ring of Honor. So we'll see how Ring of Honor kind of retools their roster now, and who you know who they're really decide to give pushes to now that a lot of the old uh, tried and true main eventers are moving on to TNA wrestling. But I guess that about wraps up. Um, what I was wanting to say about the pay-per-view announcement. Obviously, again, a huge announcement. Great news for Ring of Honor. Uh, it did unfortunately lead to TNA pulling a lot of talent off of Ring of Honor shows, but still, I think there's a you know a really a great core there. You still got uh, the the great talent exchange with Pro Wrestling Noah going on, so it's still a very talented roster. Probably maybe one of the most talented rosters of any wrestling company and I think definitely the best booked uh, whether or not it's the most talented or not I mean you could argue you could argue other ways but I think it's definitely one of the best booked and, and I, you know, I just cannot wait to see the first ROH pay-per-view let me go ahead and now speaking of uh, ROH pay-per-view and some of the upcoming shows uh, I, I'm not sure which one of these will be possible TV tapings, or pay-per-view tapings, other than the uh, May 12th New York show. But if you're looking to check out some Ring of Honor, uh, you're going to have plenty of opportunities. So let me throw out a couple dates for you. You, you can find all these dates, of course, on ringofhonorwrestling.com. But May 11th, Ring of Honor will be in Hartford, Connecticut. May 12th, of course, they're going to be in New York for the big pay-per-view taping respect is earned at the Manhattan Center. So it's really going to be interesting to see uh, what kind of card they shape up for this. I think you're definitely going to want to be there. If, if you were thinking about going to the show and you weren't really sure, 
you know, you, you definitely got to go. I would go if, if it was all possible. If this was in, like, Dayton, Ohio, someplace a little bit closer to me here in Kentucky, I would definitely go to this. But, uh, I mean, this is going to be a definite uh, must-see show. Uh, some of the, the the talent they've already got lined up, obviously, you know, a lot of big-name guys. Uh, ROA's champion, Takeshi Mori. Shima, I'm sorry, I butcher his name. The tag champs, J.M. Mark Briscoe, American Dragon Brian Danielson, ROH star Kenta, and Naomichi Marafuji, they're back. Um, no Remorse Core, Roderick Strong, Davey Richards, and Rocky Romero, Jimmy Rave, Delirious, Claudio Castagnoli, Kevin Steen, and El Generico. Uh, they're a couple of guys new, kind of new to the Ring of Honor scene. Matt Seidel, Daisy Hayes, Nigel McGinnis, Adam Pierce, B.J. Whitmer, Brent Albright, uh, Eric Stevens, Sarah Del Rey, and Larry Sweeney and Tank Tolan. So there's some pretty good guys there. I- I've heard, uh, I think I read somewhere a possible rumor that we could see uh, Brian Danielson versus... Kenta again, that would be, I think, a phenomenal match. I would really like to see uh, Jay and Mark Briscoe to finish to defend their tag team titles against Kenta and Marafuji. They had a great match at Glory Bonner Five Night One, and I think it would be a great match to have as a rematch for their first pay per view. Maybe you can have Brian Danielson take on uh, Morishima for the world title. So I, they they don't have an official card at least announced here where I can see on their website, but definitely uh, should probably have something up pretty soon, or if not, uh, you know, we're only a few days away from this show, so I'm sure, you know, results will be up really soon if you want to read spoilers um, from the show, so anyway, moving on uh, to a couple more tour dates, June 8th, they're going to be in Roxbury Crossing, Massachusetts, then Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Dayton, Ohio, June 22nd. This would be a great opportunity for me to go watch Ring of Honor. Still yet, though, Dayton is a little bit of a haul here from, from Central Kentucky. Uh, it'd be a couple hours, probably over two hours, well, certainly over a two-hour drive from here. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm really contemplating pulling the trigger on this. Uh, we'll have to see what the card is. Then... June 23rd, they're back in Chicago Ridge. Uh, July 16th, they begin their Japanese tour in Osaka, or in Tokyo, and then the 17th, they're in Osaka, and then back at Long Island, New York, July 27th, Edison, New Jersey, the 28th, and Detroit, Michigan, the 14th. So some big events coming up for Ring of Honor. It would be interesting to see what they do on their Japanese tour, uh, doing some shows in conjunction with uh, Pro Wrestling Noah over in Japan, and I think possibly Dragon Gate, too. I'm not sure exactly uh, how many crossovers we're going to see, but I, I know certainly there are going to be some Pro Wrestling Noah crossovers because that is uh, the major partner for Ring of Honor here in, uh, well, there in Japan. I guess not here in Japan, but there in Japan. So I think this is a good time to go ahead and transition into the DVD review blowout that I want to uh, get to on this show. There's about five DVDs, like I said, that I, I want to cover, and I'm going to 
basically just hit the high points, tell you the important things you, you'll want to know about these shows. And then, very simply, I'm going to tell you whether or not it's a buy or not. Now, all Ring of Honor DVDs are, you know, pretty solid. It's hard to say that any of them aren't really worth buying. But some of them, you know, obviously are, are probably better than others. And I want to pick out some of the really, I think, exceptional ones uh, to tell you, you know, so if I tell you if I, to buy one, I want it to be a really exceptional Ring of Honor DVD, uh, one that's certainly worth uh, your money for the, you know, more bargain uh, conscious, don't have a lot of money kind of kind of shopper out there. So we're going to talk about a couple of these DVDs, starting with Motor City Madness, which was. Ten seven oh six in Detroit, Michigan. Obviously, this was um, an altogether. I mean, it wasn't a tremendous card uh, and, until they got to the main event. And the main event for the show was absolutely excellent. I mean, there was some weird stuff kind of went on at the beginning of the show. We had Delirious taking on Zach Gowan. Yes, that's right, Zach Gowan, the one-legged wrestler. Um, WWE fame actually wrestled in Ring of Honor against Delirious. Uh, I, I don't really understand. I mean, maybe they. I don't really understand why they booked Zach Gowan. Maybe it was just kind of a favor to him. Maybe they just. I don't know why, but they did. He's on this show. So if you want to see Zach Gowan's Ring of Honor debut, pick up Motor City Madness. Uh, other than that, some of the standout matches that. Um, I really want to try to pinpoint are uh, some of the matches like Brian Danielson and Austin Aries. They had a great world title match. Uh, there were some some interesting matches between um, like Matt Sydal and Chris Hero on the show, but um, you know nothing just nothing great on the other card, I would say. I mean, there's some solid matches, but nothing great until you get to, like, the main event section, where you had Brian Danielson and Austin Aries in an ROH World Title match. That was a very excellent contest. And then the main event, Jay and Mark Briscoe versus Homicide Smojo in what is, without a doubt, one of my favorite, uh, you know, just crazy, wild street fights of all time. I mean, they went all over the building, outside of the building, just fought all over the place. And, I mean, this is, uh, show is really famous, and this match is famous for one of the most insane shooting star presses that I've ever seen in my life. Um, Mark Briscoe, I'll just go ahead and tell you, he does a shooting star press from the top of, like, a tractor and trailer onto uh, like Samoa Joe, well, and then there's also about, you know, five other people just like uh, Bobby Dempsey and some of the other just Ring of Honor crew from, you know, he does right in the parking lot, jumps off the top of a trailer, hits Samoa Joe and like five other guys but, I mean, the thing was, if he would have missed or he would have somehow screwed this up like he does, of course did just not too long ago I mean, he he screwed it up just in a regular, you know, jumping off the top rope to the outside, hit his head. Of course, a lot of Ring of Honor fans know about that. It was big news and, and nearly killed himself. 
Uh, if he would have hit missed this, if he would have done that, did a head plant like he did just a couple uh, weeks ago, in this instance, he would have probably killed himself because he was that high up. There was a you know just a blacktop pavement below. If they would have missed him or he would have tripped or something, he could have killed himself very easily. I mean that's just how crazy Mark Briscoe is. But this was an absolute wild street fight. I mean it, it was probably one of my favorite ROH matches I've seen uh, here recently. So, there's a couple of really good matches, like that one, uh, Brian Danielson, Austin Aries, but the rest of the card just, you know, I mean, wasn't anything special, I don't guess. So, I can't really say buy this show. I'm not going to recommend it as a definite buy, but, you know, if you did buy it, I don't think you'd be too disappointed, especially with that, the, the main event street fight. I mean, it's a match that I would definitely recommend that you watch, especially if they put it on some sort of best of compilation. It's a match you're going to want to see. Uh, it might not necessarily be worth buying the whole DVD just for that one match, but it's pretty close. So, Motor City Madness, uh, October 7th. Great, great main event. But, uh, you know, not necessarily a definite buy. Uh, the next DVD I want to review is Suffocation. That's from... October 27, 2006, uh, in Dayton, Ohio. This was probably one of my, and I, you know, don't want to try to rip it or anything, but probably one of my least favorite ROH DVDs I've I've ever seen. Uh, just not really that much went on. It was kind of a weak card. Uh, Brian Danielson wrestled in the opening matchup against Sal Renaro, so that's not exactly you know, a good sign for the show, you know, no offense to Sal Renaro, but he's really nowhere in the need of, no, not in the need, but nowhere in the league of Brian Danielson. We've seen Shingo debut against Jimmy Rave, and I, I just gotta say, I'm not that impressed with Shingo, man, I, I, maybe I just haven't seen it yet, and, and there's a couple more matches Shingo wrestles um, in some of these other DVDs I want to review here in a minute, but I just haven't really seen it. I mean, he's. Not, I mean, I'm really impressed with Kenta. I'm really impressed with uh, Naomichi Marufuji. I'm just not that. And, and some of the other guys from Dragon's Gate, uh, the great just you know, match of the year from last year, Do Fixer versus Blood Generation. All those guys, you know, are just crazy high flying. You know, car crash. You know, waiting to happen. Kind of like. Uh, JBL would say about Kendrick in London, but Shingo just, I don't know, he just doesn't really do it for me, or at least he hasn't, you know, yet. He, he's not a exciting wrestler, at least what from what I've seen, and he just looks absolutely ridiculous with that mullet. I mean, he, oh God, he just makes me want to, you know, jump into my, you know, TV screen and just cut that hair. Um, we also see the ROH debut of Brent Albright on this show, and it was a pretty lackluster debut, I think. I mean, he got defeated by Christopher Daniels. Uh, I guess I shouldn't have really said that. I try not to try not to give away match results, but, uh, I mean, I, I, you can't really expect that Christopher Daniels is going to lose to some guy making their debut. Anyway, my point is, though, this match, I just wasn't really that excited about it. It just seemed really slow-paced and not... Not the kind of, uh, you know, match I'm used to seeing Christopher Daniels wrestle. Uh, I guess if you're a fan of a lot of mat wrestling, you may enjoy it. But, I mean, it wasn't anything innovative as far as mat wrestling went. Um, 
we see there was I mean there was some all right matches. I think maybe one of the best standout matches on the whole show was Delirious and Matt Seidel. They had a, a really solid matchup. And these two guys always just have really good matches. They've been working together for a long time. They've kind of worked their ways up through the ranks in Ring of Honor together. And, and they've wrestled several times. So they, they know each other well, and they put on another really solid match. Uh, the main event was Homicide and Samoa Joe versus Steve Carino and Adam Pearce. I'm not a big fan of Adam Pearce at all. I think he's really just doesn't really belong in Ring of Honor, in my opinion, uh, as far as you know, just how exciting he is to watch. Steve Carino is obviously not you know a shell of his former self, but uh, this is probably you know one of the weaker main events I've seen on an ROH show. So I would say this is again, I mean, it's not totally unwatchable or anything, but I definitely wouldn't recommend probably you buying that unless you just you know, wanted to own them all and wanted to, you know, see every match, I wouldn't particularly recommend Suffocation uh, for you to buy. The next DVD, Irresistible Forces, from uh, October 28th, the next night, it's part of a, you know, weekend uh, swing in Chicago Ridge, Illinois, was a better card. It featured... Um, some pretty solid matches between um, particularly the Matt Seidel Jay Briscoe match was okay uh, I think Mark Briscoe Davey Richards was another okay match um, Small Joe Brian Danielson was an alright match but again this wasn't a phenomenal card either there wasn't really uh to my knowledge here, I don't think there were, yeah, there was no title matches on this entire card. The the Samoa Joe Brian Danielson no DQ match, which was the main event, was a non-title match. There was no ta- there was no uh, uh, tag team title match at all either. So it seems like this whole weekend here, Suffocation Irresistible Forces, was kind of just an off weekend for Ring of Honor. Uh, there were some matches that I, you know, kind of stuck out as not being that good. Brent Albright, uh, I'll just say he went ahead and destroyed some kid named Trick Davis in like 30 seconds. Or, I mean, it was less than a minute for sure. Uh, and then Christopher Daniels and Austin Aries have wrestled a match. And, and you think, well, it's, that's going to be a good match. It was okay. But, I mean, it just, again, it seemed... Here, here's my opinion about Christopher Daniels during this time, and even here recently, he seems to me to be in a bit of a slump. Like, his matches here recently just haven't really, you know, been the most exciting matches to me. Uh, I don't know if, what it is, why, you know, like I said, why he's in this is a bit of a slump. Maybe, you know, maybe he just decided to kind of wrestle a different style that I'm used to seeing him in for the most part. But uh, I think some of these matches haven't been really that great during this, you know, kind of run here at the end of the year. And uh, along with, uh, excuse me, some of the matches that uh, he's had here recently, like in TNA Wrestling. But um, I got to say that this card here, I guess, would be another, um, you know, one I wouldn't recommend buying. Alright, the next show I'm going to review is 
Honor Reclaims Boston, and it is from um, November 3rd, 2006. And I think now, so the the first three shows here that I reviewed, I haven't really suggested buying them. This is one that I uh, definitely recommend buying. Honor Reclaims Boston, like I said, from Braintree, Massachusetts, on November 3rd, 2006. The show started off with Nigel McGinnis versus the returning John Walters, and a you know pretty good matchup. I think it was really solid, great opener. Nigel, I think he just returned from a tour of pro wrestling Noah, uh, and he wrestles John Walters, who's just returning from kind of a semi-retirement he's been in. Uh, Christopher Daniels, this is one of the matches. That, like I said, he, he's been in a bit of a mini slump, I think. Well, this match kind of is an exception to that, though. He wrestled a pretty decent match, I think, against Chris Hero. Matt Seidel wrestled a really good match against Claudio Castagnoli. Um, there was a decent match between the Briscoes and Steve Carino and Homicide Smojo and B.J. Whitmer. B.J. returning from a uh, broken ankle that he suffered at the hands of Jimmy Jacobs. Brian Danielson uh, had a pretty, you know, pretty good match. I think very solid match against Delirious, who had, had been on a real roll in Ring of Honor. Um, they wrestled a very solid matchup, and then the main event was absolutely uh, incredible. Austin Aries and Roderick Strong versus Kenta and Davey Richards. Uh, and and just this is the kind of match that that's, puts Ring of Honor apart from the competition. Phenomenal action, hard-hitting, just, you know, high-flying, hard-hitting, tremendous action. Uh, this show, top to bottom, was really solid. And like I said, it's definitely, I think, a must-buy. If, you, if you're looking for a Ring of Honor DVD from... Um, from last year that you really want to get, you know, pick up, and it's going to give you the best value you can imagine. I think Honor Reclaims Boston is right up there with one of the best shows that Ring of Honor put on last year. Um, also, I want to go ahead and review the fifth of the five DVD review blowout is The Bitter End, which was the second half of that weekend from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And this show was... Uh, had a couple of good matches, but overall wasn't wasn't great. Um, we've seen a uh, uh, a couple of pretty solid matches. I liked um, the Briscoes and Davey Richards Delirious was pretty solid. I think Kenta versus Matt Seidel was was just a show stealing match that those two put on. Matt Seidel, I think he's really a guy that that's perched. Uh, on the on the edge of the main event scene in Ring of Honor and now of course with all the guys leaving and uh, for TNA I think Masaya is going to become a major player in Ring of Honor he took like I said he took on Kenta in a phenomenal match um, so, so those were a couple you know really standout matches uh, there was a pretty good tag team match between Nigel McGuinness Samoa Joe versus Brian Danielson Jimmy Rave the main event was the big feud ender between Homicide and Steve Carino, a fight without honor. Um, it, it wasn't really that great, though. I mean, 
they they put on, I guess, the best show that they really can, but like I said, Steve Carino, in my opinion, is, is more or less a, a shell of his former self. I mean, this this match got, you know, got hardcore, there was definitely bloodshed, but it just overall wasn't one of my favorite matches I've ever seen. So, like I said, there's, there's really, you know, a couple of standout matches on this show, a couple of decent matches, and then a couple of matches that just really weren't that great. So again, the bitter end, I can't really, again, recommend it as being a definite must-buy. I mean, it was, you know, a solid enough show if if you want to pick it up. I don't think you're going to be disappointed. I think the Kenta Matt L match was really excellent, but uh, other than that, um, you know... It, not, you know, the number one show that Ring of Honor has done. Still, though, all these shows, like I said, the, the, even the ones I haven't really suggested as being must-buys are, are phenomenal shows and, and better than what you're going to see uh, in WWE and TNA for the most part. There's still, you know, uh, better wrestling shows than you're going to see from those two companies. But the one of the five uh, I'm reviewed here on this uh, podcast, I think the one that really stands out to me has uh, you know got to be Honor Reclaims Boston. If you're looking for a must-buy DVD, I would go with Honor Reclaims Boston um, out of those set. So uh, that that wraps up the five DVDs I'm going to review here on this podcast. Uh, I've already begun watching uh, some other DVDs. Um, I've begun watching uh, Black Friday Fallout. I've got Dethroned and the Chicago Spectacular Double Shot. I mean, I've got pretty much uh, every DVD up between now and what what Ring of Honor has released. I just recently got um, the um, fifth year festival finale and the fifth year festival uh, from Liverpool that weekend. I got those DVDs in, so I need to get All Star Extravaganza Supercard of Honor. I haven't got those yet, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I've got everything through Final Battle and then everything they've done here in 2007. And, I, I mean, I've just got it stopped, you know, laying over there waiting for me to watch it. Um, so I'm definitely going to get around to that. And once I do, I'll be back here on Podcast of Honor. Uh, I'd like to talk about at least uh, another three or four DVDs next time I get a chance to do this podcast. But for now, I guess that pretty well wraps up everything I want to do on Podcast of Honor. Of course, recapping quickly the big news, uh, ROH on pay-per-view, uh, TNA pulling out some of the stars, and then, of course, the DVD reviews, pick up Honor Claims Boston if you're looking for a very solid remodel show from last year, and that is all I have for you this time on Podcast of Honor. Of course, the blog, once again, is podcastofhonor.blogspot.com. Send me an email with any of your questions, comments, feedbacks, opinions on Ring of Honor at podcastofhonor at gmail.com. Thank you for downloading this episode. I will see you next time.